Hello. Thank you for worshiping with me today as we continue to stay connected remotely. Today's sermon was written by Bishop Michael Burke of the Southeastern Iowa Synod. He was kind enough to offer his sermon for all the congregations in the Synod to use today. I thank him for his generous offer, and I pray that his words speak to you. Let us begin worship today with a confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I ask you to silently confess your sin in the presence of God. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, our shepherd, you know your sheep by name and lead us to safety through the valleys of death. Guide us by your voice that we may walk in certainty and security to the joyous feast prepared in your house through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
This was supposed to be the day when many of us were still together at a synod assembly, the day of celebrating the election of a brand new bishop, the day of returning home with a poster to display in your congregation that reflects a theme to shape the coming year with a new song. The theme acknowledges that new leadership, new challenges, and new possibilities warrant new ways of praising God, singing of hope and joy with a new song. This was supposed to be that day. Instead, there is this virus that has done away with so many supposed-to-be's. Who could have imagined how quickly, how completely some fundamental things would change? It feels like almost everything has changed. Even going for a walk is different. I have seen more of my neighbors in the last 12 days than I've seen in the last 12 years. When the weather is nice enough, it appears that everybody is out, which means that you have to be more alert, more attentive in order to maintain social distancing when meeting someone, often competing for the same walkway or side of the street. From our front door, I can walk less than 10 minutes and be on an edge of town. When the countryside is visible, just beyond a barnyard sits that is frequently occupied by a little flock of sheep. It is a relatively tight-knit bunch. There are some grazing, others are gazing, and a few mothers are nursing their young. In other words, they are going about their daily lives the way, if I were a sheep, I would assume is how it is supposed to be. I see these sheep doing what sheep do, and especially this week. It's tempting to conclude they are a metaphor for our lives, a symbol of how this day, for us, this time for us, was supposed to be. Gathered, that is, gathered in a relatively tight-knit bunch. It's tempting because of how Jesus talks about sheep and about his relationship to them. He calls himself the Good Shepherd, but not yet. Not first. First, he says, I am the gate. And he mentions ominous threats of the well-being of the sheep. He calls those threats thieves and bandits, making it sound like he is referring exclusively to people rather than to some infectious force that comes at you from the outside. It sounds more like it is people who mean to do harm to others, and not just to any others, but harm to the sheep, to the followers, the ones with whom we tend to identify as the story unfolds. False prophets, I suppose, cheats, dishonest influencers, anyone that may meet anyone that you may meet who seeks to compete for your allegiance, or at least for the sort of relationship that Jesus claims for himself. Think back just a bit to what has just happened. Or let me remind you that just before this moment in John's telling of the story, before any talk of sheep or shepherds or bandits or thieves, Jesus heals a person who was born blind, physically heals in the presence of all kinds of witnesses, from local townspeople to religious leaders, all of them 
likely have some relationship with the blind beggar from the side of the road, even if only to look down on him, or worse, to ignore him completely. It is to these same witnesses, and to that very circumstance that Jesus is speaking, insisting that like sheep, protected from outside threats, protected by an unyielding gate, this is now seeing this now seeing beggar is claimed by the one who heals him. He has been gathered into the fold, included, protected, saved. Not because of anything he has done himself, saved by Jesus, caught in the grip of an unending love that will never let him go. I am the gate, Jesus says. Soon enough, he will say to the very same witnesses, I am the good shepherd. The way he says, I am the vine, I am the light of the world, I am the resurrection and the life. In every instance, really, Jesus identifies himself with the life, says it to anyone and everyone who ever needed any kind of healing or protection, assurance or help in the face of threats that can come at you from outside or might well up from within says it to the beggar on the side of the road, to all the people gathered there listening, and says it to each of us in a still unfolding story that has already included water turned to wine, thousands of hungry people fed, and sight to those who never really realize that they couldn't see. All of it, signs that there are no limits to the grace and mercy Jesus embodies. No limits on the life Jesus is determined to give. And just when you are tempted to think there are, look around and you catch a glimpse here and there of some reason to hope. You experience some unexpected kindness and you stumble into remembering that with Jesus there is always more, so much more life than we ever dared to dream, even now especially now, when it seems things are not how they are supposed to be. One of the most recent outbreaks of the COVID-19 virus has occurred in a care center located on the edge of my hometown, where the countryside is visible just beyond. The circumstances there are not unique. Every day, brave staff members walk into the lockdown facility to continue to meet the basic needs of residents who are more isolated than before and are now at even higher risk. For me, it is a reminder of how quickly this all gets to be so personal. So many family members, like my grandmother, have spent their last years there. I remember more than 30 years ago when things seemed so normal. Diane and I were in town with our two little kids. We were supposed to visit my grandma on the way out of the on, on our way out of town and as we were there and passed by a door we noticed a familiar name on one resident's door that might as well have read Michael Burke's first Sunday school teacher when i looked in there she sat much older she looked more frail than i had hoped she would be her vision had faded, so when we walked in, she could see that we had little children, but she couldn't make out their faces. 
I was pleased that she remembered me, and I was astonished how quickly my presence seemed an afterthought as she leaned toward my children, and with a smile ever big as I recalled, she asked them, Do you know this song? And she began to sing. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Suddenly, no matter how she had first appeared, everything about her had changed. Now everything she represented was more than I remembered. Come in today, she'd sing with a certain urgency. Come in to stay, she'd sing to my children. She'd sing, trusting, knowing, knowing what God is still doing, knowing that God is still loving, still reaching, still healing, still holding. In Christ Jesus, still coming in every situation, bringing more life than we dare to dream. She'd sing that old song and everything about that visit was more than it was supposed to be. I assume I am like you and that I absolutely hate what this world is going through right now. My patience wears thin. My anxiety ebbs and flows. On occasion, I am downright afraid. This was supposed to be the day when we gathered in various places, offering prayers of thanksgiving for a newly elected bishop, embarking on a new era in the southeastern Iowa Synod. Instead, this is the day of remembering that with an old song, an old woman once convinced me yet again that with Jesus Christ everything has changed. You see, there is no force that comes at us from outside. There are no persons who might hurt us with or without intent. And there is nothing we can do to ourselves that can keep this Jesus from coming and claiming us as his own. Nothing can keep him from being the gate that guards our going in and going out, the vine that maintains our connection even when we are apart, the light that breaks the darkness in our confusion and doubt, the healer, the Savior who persistently comes into our hearts, comes into our homes, comes to wherever you are at this moment, comes to be with you. The risen Christ of Easter comes to be with you. Praise God with a new song, with an old song, with any song at all, for today, right now, in the midst of a pandemic, Christ is with you. Christ is with you, which turns, which it turns out with you is exactly how it is supposed to be. Amen.
Let us join together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into, he into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your goodness to us and to all that you have made. We praise you for your creation, for keeping us and all things in your care, and for all the blessings of life. We pray that you be with all those who suffer in any way, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. May they feel your presence in their lives. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.